Hello and welcome to Cooking Up a Secure Financial Future with The Rock, the only Ballers fancast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Kat. And this week we watched Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. So Kyle, based on the one episode that we just watched, what is Ballers? Well, Kat, this week we've got a bit of an advantage over uh, other weeks of our podcast on figuring out what a show is about, because as you said, we watched the pilot. We kind of broke our one cardinal rule of this podcast and watched a pilot episode. Um, Yeah, and I feel like that, that kind of goes against the whole ethos of what we're doing here, if you could call it an ethos. But uh, you insisted that we watch the pilot. Could you tell the folks at home the reason for that? Well, in my head, I had seen a trailer for the show Ballers starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson that took place at like a rich and famous athlete's house where he was having a big extravagant party that included a lot of cocaine and a guest bringing a monkey. And at some point in time, that monkey gets a hold of a gun and shoots one of the guests. So then what I what I had taken from the trailer was that it was then the rock's job to come to that house and figure out like how to fix his his client uh, a famous athlete's problem of a monkey shot a dude at your house party. Uh and I thought that that being from the trailer <laughs> that the pilot episode would be the most likely episode to have a monkey in it. So I convinced you that we should watch that episode. Did the pilot have a monkey in it? The pilot didn't have a monkey in it. And after when we, when we rewatched the trailer, did the trailer have a monkey in it? The trailer also didn't have a monkey in it. And is there any evidence anywhere on the entirety of the internet that the scene you just described has ever existed in any media? I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words. <laughs> we we spent a lot of time on Google you searching various combinations of trying to find this scene, but it turns out if you include the word monkey and gun in any Google search, regardless of what the other words are, you just get a YouTube video of a monkey firing an AK-47 as your only result over and over and over again. But... Despite that, and all the digging that we did, that scene that you just described as something that you think that you saw in the trailer for Ballers isn't something that any humans ever actually filmed, is it, Kyle? Like, I, I thought, because in, in, in my mind, Ballers was about Dwayne The Rock Johnson being like a fixer for athletes, <laughs> so I thought that, like... Because I watched the first four episodes of Ray Donovan on an airplane once, so I thought maybe it might have been a scene from Ray Donovan, and I was getting confused. Um, and I've really racked my brain <laughs> for quite a while now. I posted to Reddit to see if anybody knew what scene I'm talking about, and I got no responses. <laughs> um, so the the scene may be a fever dream I'm having. Uh but yeah, that's what Ballers is about. No, it's not what Ballers is about. 
Like, it involves athletes and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and that's all. That's all. Like, what Ballers is actually about is some of the most boring, like, I can't imagine the pitch for this show, because it's just like, hey, what if Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in charge of handling a, a famous athlete's financials? That's essentially the pitch for this show. Um, I mean, definitely there is a lot of him... Like, he rolls up to a party, and everybody's like, hey, it's party time, and he's just like, let's talk about depreciating assets. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, it's He gives a speech about how you need to lease cars if they depreciate, and that's essentially what the show is, is just Dwayne The Rock Johnson trying to convince athletes to be responsible. <laughs> and it just doesn't work. I actually liked it. I don't know, man. It was It was ballers. It was ballers. It was ballers. Um, but before we get into this, we, we promised some follow-up in our last episode. Yeah. Okay, this is what I actually want to talk about. I, I don't really want to talk about ballers at all. I just want to talk about Riverdale. Y'all, since... Let's, uh, just real quick, let's keep this spoiler-free since we uh, have watched the entire first season of Riverdale since last week when we last spoke to you all. Um, um, so let's keep this spoiler-free for I'm everybody. I'm not going to be able to keep it spoiler-free. No, you got to keep no. it spoiler-free. Hey, no, if you want Riverdale to be pristine, just take out your headphones, go watch it right now. It's God's greatest creation. It's a perfect, perfect television show. You shouldn't be listening to our low-quality product when you could be watching the best media ever created by gods or man. It's Riverdale, it's Riverdale, it's Riverdale. And most importantly, we learn the name of the best dog ever created, and that is Archie's dog, and his name is Vegas. Um, that's not the most important thing. Here are the most important things that you need to know about Riverdale. Number one, Cole Sprouse, he's not the actually the one who makes honey. His twin, he's the one who makes honey. Cole Sprouse, he just eats the honey. Number two, Jughead's little sister is named Jellybean. Number three, Chughead's little sister is named Jelly Bean. Number four, um, the 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 evil people, the bad guys, their whole thing, it's making maple syrup. They run a maple syrup empire in some scenes that are very reminiscent of Fargo. Um, yeah, I, I want to talk more about that Fargo thing, because like, if Noah Hawley was dir directing a spinoff just about the Blossoms... Blossoms I would be so into that. Mm -hmm. That would be appointment television. I would get cable just to make sure that I was seeing Noah Hawley's The Blossoms as early as humanly possible. In the snow, with their red hair, with their maple syrup empire. It's so good. With their machinations. Point being, Riverdale's very good. Go watch Riverdale. We watched all of Riverdale. Like, it's genuinely very good. We watched like 13 fucking hours of Riverdale in the last week. And it was worth every minute. It was. It was absolutely worth every minute. It was worth losing some sleep over. But I'll tell you one thing about Riverdale. When Archie Andrews uh, becomes a, a star NFL quarterback slash famous musician, he'll need someone to handle his financials. <laughs> and you know who, who I would suggest? I have a, an inkling, but tell me. Dwayne the motherfucking Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's on HBO. He's a football boy. Former. Former football that boy. That former was supposed to be in parentheses. Football yeah. boy. 
parentheses, former. Dwayne um, The Rock Johnson, former football boy, he got hurt. He got ouched. And so now he's trying to start a new life. And where does he, where does he find that new life? In the financial wor- management. Financial management. Helping people make healthy financial choices. Like, is there anybody that has heard about the show Ballers that didn't automatically assume that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was playing an agent? Yeah, I absolutely thought he was supposed to be a sports agent. Because, like, that that seems like a show that it's like, oh, hey, it's it's The Rock. He's a sports agent. He's in that high-powered world. But no, it all, all the show is is just... Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's really hard not to always say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If I can't just say, say the Rock. I can't just say Dwayne Johnson. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. If you didn't say Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I would be offended. In fact, in all of my notes, I started writing down DTRJ because <laughs> I didn't know the character's name and I didn't want to shorten it in any other way. So yeah, so Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He he just is like going up to like minor. Uh, professional sports people and being like, hey, do you have somebody that handles your money? Because I'll do it for you for for a fee, I guess. I don't know. He didn't even talk about fees. He didn't no. even seem to be interested in making money himself. Like at one point, he lent a dude a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, he lent a dude $300,000. And then the final scene was him not being able to get $20 out of his ATM. Well, like, no, to be fair, he's trying to withdraw 200 Oh, it's, it's still like... How do you lend a dude $300,000 and not leave yourself at least $200 in your bank account? You can't, like, okay, you expect other people to hire you to manage their financials when you give a $300,000 loan when you have less than $300,200 in your bank account? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, (laughs) you might not be very good at this job. That whole time you were talking, I was trying to remember what Hamilton song has the phrase handle financials. I remembered. Which one is it? (laughs) Would you like to sing it for me? No. Just want you to know that I remembered. Um, I was staring at his face a little bit. I apologize. No, I... Is it the Hamilton song that's like, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman, so let me handle my business, damn? No, it's let me handle my financials, damn. (laughs) Um, okay, so Rob Corddry has hired The Rock um, to work at this financial firm. And it's not even like, like, it's very heavily implied that Rob Corddry isn't even like a big shot in this financial firm. Yeah, and Rob Corddry just keeps saying stuff like, I told everyone here that you'd be good at this, and they think I just hired you because you were on my fantasy leagues. But can you please, can you please get some money, please? And Dwayne Rock Johnson's like, I'm trying. Um, but he does a bad job. <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically that's basically ballers. <laughs> the entire episode. <laughs> so I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the pedigree behind ballers. So, oh boy. Okay, I know where this is going. So you, you uh, like first of all, it is uh, executive produced by Mark Wahlberg. Uh, all old, old. Um, Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Yeah, Marky Mark. His funky bunch. And his funky bunch and his racist past. And he also... And Sorry, racist and violent. Yes, racist and violent past. He was a bad man. Uh, but he also executive produced Entourage. Uh, one of his many past crimes, I assume. <laughs> so I think a lot of people probably like see Ballers 
They assume that it's about a sports agent. They know that Mark Wahlberg is executive producing it. They see that it stars The Rock, and they think, oh, it's Entourage for the new generation. This is Entourage for millennials. That's kind of what we thought, actually. Like, that's exactly what I thought this show was going to be. Little did I know that it was also executive produced in tandem with Pete Berg, which a lot of people might not know who Pete Berg is, but he directed... Uh, Friday Night Lights, the movie, and he also created Friday Night Lights, the TV show. So two things, dear. No, one thing near and dear. Yeah, I've never I've seen heard. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> love, love the TV, love the TV show. Uh, clear eyes, full hearts, all that. You know. Uh, I think that's what they say before every game, right? Uh huh. Clear eyes, Coach full just... hearts, whatever else. You know, go win. <laughs> Texas. But uh, uh, Pete Berg also. He he also directed what I like to call the uh, Average White Men Are Heroes trilogy, <laughs> which was uh, Patriot's Day, uh, Lone Survivor, and uh, Deepwater Horizon. All, all three movies starring Mark Wahlberg saving the day, uh, really regardless of how much his importance in that thing really should have been. Uh, side note, real quick side note, this uh-huh. might be very inside baseball that nobody else cares about, but one of my favorite things ever on Twitter was uh, Barry Jenkins, uh, director of, writer, director of Oscar uh, Best Picture winner Moonlight, uh, going on an impassioned rant uh, defending Patriot's Day on Twitter <laughs> and saying that Pete Berg is like the best living director um, but all, all, all this special. to say that, like, so you think it's Entourage 2.0, but then when you see Pete Berg's name on it, you realize that this really felt a lot more like Friday Night Lights, which I was not at all expecting. Like, nowhere near as good as Friday Night Lights, but this felt like if Friday Night Lights was made about Dwayne The Rock Johnson being a financial manager. See that? If you pitched me that, I would be so psyched to watch it, but I guess I didn't get that flavor. Then again, I've only seen, like, five episodes of Friday Night Lights, so... Because well, uh, Friday Night Lights is a pretty, like, it's a slow move, like, it's a very slow burner, and it's not really, like, there's not too much drama outside of the very flawed second season that every, like, it's it's very much the gas leak years of Friday Night Lights, but the, uh, that's what this show felt like, it was like it... Like, I expected it to be just, like, extravagance and lots of nudity and just lots of partying and things. Cocaine monkey. Uh-huh. A cocaine monkey. Cocaine monkey. But it was mostly just, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson sitting down with people and being like, hey, you really got to do better at life. And then they'd be (laughs) like, thanks, coach. I'll move up to QB1 one day, coach. Thanks for believing in me, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Man, I would give anything for Dwayne The Rock Johnson to believe in me. So I feel like then I could do anything. I could do anything if he just looked in my eyes and said, hey, kid, I believe in you. I bet you we can make that happen. Can we please? Have you ever seen Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Instagram account? No. Like, it's mostly just him. Like, he'll post, like, a random picture that's not really related and then write, like, a 2,000-word essay about, like, how you should believe in yourself. Ah! next to it ah, and it's pretty amazing I'm so happy. i highly suggest dwayne I'm the rock johnson's twitter or uh, instagram account so happy about what you just said 
Okay. Well, I know what I'm doing as soon as this is over. I'm going to go just shoot up that inspiration straight to the vein. Get that Dwayne the Rock Johnson juice. Um, I he's love just, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's such a perfect good man. He's just a good, solid good, a good, a good boy. And we were worried before we watched Ballers that it would ruin the rock for us, but it turns out that he's never done anything bad in his entire life. I heard Baywatch is pretty bad. But his parts aren't going to be. Yeah, like, to be honest with you, like, I, I got a little bit tempered based on how horrible the reviews were, but Baywatch is, like, one of the movies I've been most excited about this summer <laughs> just because Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in it, and it's a comedy. They just don't make enough comedies these days. Really don't. They don't. What's this world coming to? Can we go watch Baywatch? Like, right should now? We, well, I mean, should we... <laughs> Should we go see Wonder Woman or Baywatch first? <laughs> like, we should see Wonder Woman first, probably. Yeah, probably. Because we're feminists. <laughs> and then the we will chase it with Baywatch. <laughs> because we're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's like our brand in a nutshell. We're feminists, but we're garbage. Hey, we're good people. So but we like bad things. I feel like we've been uh, talking... As much as we can around ballers as possible. And that's because really, there's not much, much to say about it. But let's, let's give a very brief recap okay. of what happens in ballers. Well, in the very beginning, there's a football death. And then there's a football funeral. What, what is a football death? Because you make it sound like <laughs> either a football is dying or a football player is dying during the game. No, it's just any time a football player dies, it's a football death. Okay. I, in my notes, I prefaced a lot of verbs with football. Or not verbs now. I prefaced a lot of things with football. They did go so, pretty deep in the football terminology, so I, I could list off some uh, football terms that I learned from this episode. Oh. Go back to our <laughs> podcasting roots. Okay, go for it. Uh, they just talked a lot about how the kind of primary athlete character was a slot receiver uh what do you think that might be cat um it's where your friend is playing slot machines and so you hold their cup of quarters cat you know that that's not true i don't know what a slot receiver is yeah but i want you to like i want you to really seriously think about the game of football and i want you to try to figure out what a slot receiver might be it's the man who catch the ball well like I'm I'm not uh, I'm not coming to this from a place of like I know what a slot receiver is. I don't know what and, a slot receiver is. Yeah, but I like what I'm saying is I I want us to hit this together. I want us to like work together to try to logic out what a slot receiver might be. Okay, I'm going to get the second half. He receives the ball. Okay. You get slot. <laughs> so like slot. Like it's you like you go into a place, right? Is that what a slot is? Like a small area you and you slot. go into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So do you think that's what he does? He receives the football in small areas? Are there any holes on the football field? As <laughs> you stand in the hole. <laughs> hey, guys. Down here underneath the trap door. Just waiting for the ball. It's hard to fit in here because I'm Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Well, no. I'm no. very big. Pat, what? Dwayne the Rock Johnson was not a slot receiver. What was he? I don't know. He, I think he was on defense. So nobody cares. We're, we're talking about Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Um, yeah, I think Ricky probably just is in a hole the whole time. 
He's just in his little hole in the slot. In the slot, and he lives there, and he catches the footballs. And that's that's how the game... Oh, the 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 great American game. The game of presidents. That's to differentiate it from the king's game. That's what the president's president game. do you think would have been <laughs> best at football? Theodore fucking Roosevelt. What kind of question is that? I was going to say Garfield. That's because you're high. You're high on Claritin. What, what, why, in what world is it Garfield? In what world is Garfield? Our world. No, in what world is it Garfield that is good at the football? Like, he's got the claws. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely? I I, can't. I (laughs) with you. I couldn't think of any other things that would make cats have. Not even like that would make a cat good at football. Just no, I couldn't think of any other details of cats. Like I wanted to go into that much more subtle. Uh Like I wanted to build up to the fact, like that a little little peek behind the joke here. Oh, a subtle and complex joke. First, mention some attributes that both Garfield the cat and President Garfield could share. And then slowly work my way into things that are obviously cat-like. But it turned out that the only thing (laughs) I could think about cats was that they have claws, and I could think of nothing about President Garfield. So you you could think of nothing, no attributes of humans and no attributes of cats. You just choked out the word claws. Well, I probably could have thought of more attributes of humans, but... I couldn't think of any attributes of cats to even get to the point of finding, like, ones that would uh, match a human. Your joke is dumb. Sorry. So, ballers. <laughs> ballers. So, it starts off with a football player, and he's in a car, and he's with a lady, and that lady's not his wife, and then um, they get in a crash, and he dies. And I, I noticed, like, I was noticing when, because he was talking to his mistress, and she was playing, like, very coy and asking him a lot of questions. And I was commenting on, like, oh, hey, he's doing a really good job keeping his eyes on the road. <laughs> good for him. Because he was driving, like, a fast car kind of dangerously. But I'm like, but he's looking at the road. Nothing bad's going to happen to him. But then... Uh, the mistress asked him if he was willing to leave his wife, and he said no. So she just, like, straight up drives the car into a truck. Mm-hmm. And so it cuts to uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson speaking at this guy's funeral. And uh, it's not really important, anything that happens at the funeral. I guess we get a, get a little bit of a taste for uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's public speaking abilities. They're decent. We learn that he is a ex-football player that was teammates with this guy. Yep. They won some Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they leave the uh, funeral, and that's where he meets up with, like, kind of the two other primary characters, at least for this episode. And that is the uh, uh, football Ricky. player, the slot receiver that we discussed, Ricky, and... Yep. Baby Forrest Whitaker. Baby Forrest Whitaker is my favorite character. It is an actor that looks exactly like a Benjamin Button Forrest Whitaker. And he's beautiful, and I love him. Um, so let's, let's, let's just jump through, because he's not really very involved in any other people's plot lines. So just uh, for uh, Baby Forrest Whitaker's whole deal is just that he's got a wife that's a doctor, 
and he stopped playing football after like he like, re- retired, retired from football yeah but he's like fairly young and so his wife wants him to get a job so he goes to a uh like chevy. car dealership a chevy dealership gotta drop those sponsors and uh he gets a job and that's, and that's baby forest whitaker that's or, baby forest oh, whitaker's and then his wife is very proud of him yes and she gives him a strip tease but not really but not really yeah she steals his hat though it was a really cute scene she just sits on his lap and like sings about how she's proud of him and steals his hat and then she's like i'm gonna give you a strip tease but then she doesn't well, and she is explicitly says that it is a, like, car dealer striptease. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what a car dealer striptease is, is you build them up, promise them everything, you deliver nothing. Had any uh, interactions with car dealers? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was that time that we leased the Prius from the guy, and he was, he was nice. nice. Yeah. The end. But yeah, car salesman, we approve. Ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> this is a dumb podcast. You're a dumb podcast. <laughs> I know. Uh, so from there, like the main story is essentially so uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Ricky, the football boy, uh, go out for drinks to celebrate the life of the uh, now dead football boy. And uh, while there, Ricky gets in a, like a fight with a redneck essentially mm-hmm. well i couldn't tell if he was being racist or if he just didn't like football players because he just kept saying a lot of you people language but i genuinely couldn't tell if he was just trying to say like rich people yeah i had that issue too because it, yeah it was it was confusing it was also difficult to hear because it was an l Loud club scene. Yeah. I felt like I, could, I couldn't hear much of the conversation. Anyway, Ricky punches him. Yep. And, um, then, uh, and then Dwayne the Rock dips. Johnson gets him out of the club. And somehow, like, so, like, we I, we see, like, the full scene in action, basically, of, like, Ricky punching the guy, Dwayne the Rock Johnson coming and, like, grabbing Ricky and, like, taking him through the hallway to outside where he, like... Very, very professionally, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, gets out into an alleyway and, like, puts up his hand, and then a, like, white van, like, starts driving down the alleyway, but it's just Baby Forrest Whitaker driving it. (laughs) But we never see Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, call anyone or anything. Baby Forrest Whitaker doesn't like to party. He's really focused on getting a job. So he was just out in the car and he was like, I'll be here if there's trouble. Swipe me down. He turns the corner into that alleyway and I just want to know how they had this choreographed. They just have a really... They knew Ricky was going to punch somebody and they knew that they would have to get him out surreptitiously. Baby Forrest Whitaker knows all things. He's omnipotent and omniscient and he's a very good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. I love him. Uh, so then, like, the main crux of the plot is essentially that, like, Ricky's punched a dude, so now the Green Bay Packers don't want him anymore, uh, so Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Ricky's agent are working to try to get, uh, Ricky onto the, uh, Miami Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. And who is the guy that they have to call? Who's on the Miami Dolphins? Dule Hill, Dule Hill. Dule, Dule, Dule Hill. Dule Hill, Dule Hill, Dule, Dule, Dule Hill. 
I love Dulé Hill so much. I love Dulé Hill too. Okay, can we just have a brief aside where we talk about Kat, our love? What are for we going to call Hill? our Dulé Hill fan cast? Um, mm. call the Dulé, kind of like a like a doula, you know? Like call the midwife. Yeah, like that. Call the doula. Yeah, call like the doula. There's some there's some gaps there that you have to traverse, but I think it works. Okay, welcome to our podcast within a podcast called The Dulé, where we talk about how much we fucking love Dulé Hill. Kyle, when did you first fall in love with Dulé Hill? I fell in love with Dulé Hill when America fell in love with Dulé Hill, and that is his star turn on the West Wing. Describe Dulé Hill on the West Wing. Uh, he's just a really good assistant boy, mm-hmm. and everybody loves him. Yep. And he's very smart, and he's very dedicated. And he, he's kind of the only person that the president can really confide in. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, if anything, he was kind of the Claire to Underwood to uh, President Bartland's Frank Underwood. <laughs> he was really pulling the strings there in the Oval Office. That's accurate. Yep. That's my reading of The West Wing as well. When I first fell in love with Julie Hill, it was because of Psych, or as we like to call it, Snoop. Are we going to get into this whole thing? Let's just give a really brief rundown, because we don't know if we're going to see a show with Dooley Hill in it again. Yeah, so... It's a really important part of our lives that I think we need to share. We've got a we've got a deep, deep uh, mythology behind the show Psych, and that at some point in time, we decided that Dooley Hill's character was named Snoop. Mm-hmm. And he was the main character. Mm -hmm. So whenever we talk about this, and this includes like any time that it comes up in public conversation, like on our podcast, we refer to the characters as Snoop and Snoop's friend, which is Dulé Hill and whoever the main character is. I know his name, but I'm not going to say it. Okay, I don't know his name. I know him as Snoop's friend. Snoop's friend. And any time that we would watch Psych, we would just kind of tell the story of snoop and how it was actually him being the main character yeah like oh this is snoop actually behind the scenes solved the mystery in this way beforehand or like snoop is really sad that mean detective is so mad at snoop's friend well snoop was the only one that actually like because genuinely like the whole idea of that show Mm -hmm. is that whoever psych is is like pretending to solve crimes using his like fake psychic abilities but in reality and nobody ever talks about this the crimes are actually solved by the fact that Dulé Hill is a super smeller like he solves almost every crime well, by smelling well that happens a couple episodes per season i've but... only seen a few episodes uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is where Dulé Hill solves the crime by being good at smelling yeah so uh, it's like it's like a backdoor pilot like really wanted to make a show about a super sniffer but we had to pretend that it's a show about somebody pretending to be psychic but it's actually about snoop and how he sniffs out crime Mm -hmm. god i love dooley hill anyway dooley hill isn't ballers he's not in it nearly enough but he's in there yeah like essentially he so Dwayne the rock johnson like calls him and is like hey you should hire ricky and then Dulé Hill ends up at uh, Baby Forest Whitaker's car dealership and asks him a bunch of questions about Ricky while pretending to ask about a car. And that's Dulé Hill's whole plot. Yeah. He has one scene and a phone call. Do you think that he's on Ballers more after this? 
I very much doubt it, but we should probably watch to find out. Do you think that Psych will ever come back to Netflix? I didn't know it left Netflix. It did. It should definitely come back. It's like one of the saddest parts of my life. Anyway. So then uh, Dulé Hill like kind of scouts out Ricky's character from talking to baby Forrest Whitaker. And then uh, through that, Ricky gets a meeting with the coach of the Miami Dolphins, who is played in a cameo by Pete Berg. Just a yeah. Why do you recognize the face of Pete? Berg? Well, here's the thing: is I was actually watching a documentary like right before we started watching uh, Ballers that uh, Pete Berg was like kind of the main character of this like mini YouTube documentary. Um, so it was just kind of a weird confluence. Kyle, yes. What life are you living, man? It was a good documentary. <sighs> It was called Dicks. <laughs> um, okay. It well, was called Dicks. I believed you. I believed you the whole time. I'm just questioning what you do with your life and time and choices. It was good. I guess I can't get mad at you for watching a documentary, but I guess I am a little bit disappointed that you can look at a man's face and be like, that is Pete Berg, executive producer of Friday Night Lights. Well, not just executive producer. He's a director. He's like super famous in the film community. You're a big old nerd. Like, I can recognize a lot of directors by looking at them. Nerd. Sorry. Uh, so Ricky shows up at like a yacht in Miami where Pete Berg is the coach of the Miami Dolphins, but uh, Ricky is one minute late for their meeting, so the coach like kind of is like, hey, what time is it? And Ricky's like, 5.01, and then the coach says, what does that mean? And Ricky says that I'm late, and the coach says, yep, and then he drives off in the boat. <laughs> he sails his boat away, uh -huh. which, as a closer to a conversation, is pretty good. Pretty good. One could even say that it's a pretty baller move but then ricky Kyle, yes i said one could even say that it's a pretty baller move that's good work cat thank you you did a good job i did because, i'm very proud of you wife because baller is the name of the show oh god pete berg so ricky and then shows off both the strength and depth of his character i don't know why i said <laughs> I liked it. I don't know what strength no. and depth means. <laughs> the strength and depth of his character by... Like, is depth of character something people say? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so you can say strength of character, you can say depth of character. He shows off both mm -hmm. by uh, just hanging out at the marina for, like, I think they imply that it's, like, five or six hours mm -hmm. um, until Pete Berg returns and then... Like, it's just basically, he just is like, hey, you stuck around. I like that. You're hired. Mm -hmm. uh, go Wait. clean the fish. <laughs> so Ricky tells Pete Berg that he loves God, family, and football. And Pete Berg is like, good job. You sat on a dock. You love football. Clean these fish. You're hired. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is very pleased. And, and that's kind of the whole Ricky story. That's all and the Ricky story. And the only then, other thing that's happening is that, like, at the beginning of the episode, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson got a call from, like, 
another player, but it's not one of his clients, but they don't really explain the relationship of him. And the guy's just like, I need a loan. Can you get me a loan, even though you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, are not my financial manager? And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson just decides to personally loan the guy $300,000. And he goes by his house, and he gives him the check, and he's like, here's this, and now you're my client. And he hands, he sticks out his hand in a very, like, now you're my client. And the guy just kind of is like, oh, yep, uh-huh, yep, 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 and walks away. And doesn't shake his hand. Doesn't shake his hand. Like- Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you just gave him $300,000, and you did not even get a commitment for him to be your client. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, maybe this isn't the job for you. Yeah, and then he goes on a date, and he tries to get $200, because I guess it's a very expensive movie. What movie do you think he was seeing? When do you think this was made? They're only on, like, season three now. So it would have been, like, 2015? I think he was seeing Jurassic World. Hmm, that's a good pull. That that feels like something that probably came out in 2015. Doesn't it? And I figure that The Rock is a big Chris Pratt fan. Oh, he's a huge Chris Pratt fan. Fucking obviously, right? But they're best friends. Do you think that The Rock is really sad that he didn't get cast as Groot? Now there's a good question. No, no. I think he's sad that he didn't get cast as um uh Dax. Is that the guy's name? Dax Shepard? No. <laughs> is he sad that he didn't get cast as... Uh, D- Drex? What, what's her Dr- name's Drax. wife's husband? <laughs> husband. Dax Shepard is Kristen Bell's husband. Yes. And is the guy from Guardians the Rock is of the Galaxy... The didn't guy get cast from Guardians as. of the Galaxy who doesn't understand metaphors is named... Drax. Something like that. Anyway, what other movies should Dwayne The Rock Johnson be in? Dwayne The Rock Johnson should be in every movie. He should be in more musicals. Yeah. He should be in... I want to remake Swing Kids starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's a weird pull, Kyle. That's a fucking weird choice, Kyle. Why? Swing Kids. The, The one about, like, teen Nazis. Well, no, 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 no. It's about Swing Kids. Well, they. It's about kids that use the power of swing and jazz to fight Nazism, to resist being in the Nazi youth. Yeah, okay, yeah, but. And that screams Dwayne The Rock Johnson to me. I want him to be. Because I feel like he really can stand up to fascism. I want him to be in Newsies. No, I want him to be in the new Cher musical. The new Cher musical? There's a new Cher musical coming down, coming down the, the, the. is it like about Cher, or is it just a musical using Cher's music? Both. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something. That's something. So what do you think of the ballers? The it's, ballers. It, it's it, That's like saying the Google or the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the ballers? I thought the ballers were ballin'. Here's another thing about ballers, is I can't believe that it ends in an S and not a Z. Again, I think that you're you're thinking of that cocaine monkey gun flavor maybe that maybe there is a show called ballers with a z and (laughs) also stars Dwayne the rock johnson (laughs) and that is a trailer for that show like maybe it's like the raunchier late night version of ballers hbo started making raunchier later night versions of their shows yeah like it's like oh ballers yeah that plays at nine ballers (laughs) 
that plays it too. And it's got monkeys. And Dulé Hill plays a bigger role in it. Bigger, neuter role. <laughs> oh, wow. Have we talked about everything we want to talk about, Ballers? Have we, I keep have wait- we fully covered I keep, Ballers? I have been waiting for you to sign us off for a while now. I just, I, I just want to say, Ballers isn't nearly as bad as you think it would be. It's like, I would gladly play this show in the background while I was doing other things, and that's a pretty high compliment for me. It was a perfectly decent show. Like, it wasn't bad. Mm-mm. It wasn't bad. It wasn't Entourage 2.0. It definitely wasn't, thank God. Like, Pete Berg, you're doing okay. Hey, Pete Berg, you keep doing what you're doing, bud. Barry Jenkins probably knows what he's talking about. You're probably all right. Good job, Dwayne Pete Dwayne The Rock Berg. Johnson, definitely keep doing you. Dule Hill, call me. This has been the least comprehensible episode of the Only Fan <laughs> Cast yet. If you'd like to let us know what you thought of the show and uh, do us a big favor, we'd love it if you would head to Apple Podcasts and uh, rate our show and subscribe there. And we also want to give a shout out to anyone who's uh, listening after uh, seeing us on the Two Pods a Day campaign. Uh, and I highly suggest you go and check that out on Twitter and twopodsaday.wordpress.com. Uh, and see some other really great independent podcasts. And I wanted to give a shout out to some great reviews that we've gotten, uh, recently from M. Avario, Bogmad, and Big Brother B, who left us one of our favorite reviews, which is, uh, a review that is written to the tune of the theme song from Frasier. So. Which thank is you. the best thing I've ever experienced in yeah, my life. It's very great. So thank you very much to all of you. Um, if you want to suggest other shows for us to watch or just to say hi, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at OnlyFanCast. And if you know how to get our show onto the deep web, please let us know. I've been Kyle. I've been Kat. Next week, we're going to watch Wings. I love you. I love you too. I love you too.